Oh, hello. What happened to my hair? There we go. <laughs> hello, all, and welcome back to Tangents on Cracked Spines, my lovely bookworms. If you don't like that uh, adage, please let me know and maybe suggest something different. If you're new here, I'm very glad you're here. Uh, you can go back an episode, but this is a current book is kind of a series of poems, so it doesn't particularly matter if you go backwards. Uh, the last episode, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's been a weird day. I apologize. Dicky. Uh, if you're new here, hi, welcome. I appreciate seeing you or having you listen to me depending on how you're looking at this. As a quick intro, I am Frankie, and I will be your narrator today with unedited personal commentary on mobile reading. And please keep in mind that just because it's old does not mean that it's appropriate for all ages. There tends to be violence and death and all sorts of other uh, adult content because they didn't have censors. So please, discretion is advised. And I'm also trying to learn to stop using explicatives. I'm sorry, my cat is distracting me. She's being lovely. She's not even purring, so I can't make you like, listen to that. So yes, we are reading a nonsense anthology. And last episode, the majority of it was intros saying that nonsense is generally underappreciated. Wow, I'm two minutes in and I've done nothing but babble. I'm sorry. Those of you that listen for more than a minute, I appreciate you. I really do. My one brain cell is trying to fire. Oh no, my e-reader locked. In the last episode, mostly introduction, followed by the Jabberwocky. And something that probably nonsense. It was nonsense to me because I don't speak Latin or whatever other language it was in, but I'm pretty sure it was Latin. And then yum yum. Where everybody dies. Supposedly because of the Jabberwocky, but I don't know why the Jabberwocky uh, was mentioned. Like, there was no mention of it. And it says that it's by Anonymous, so somebody took uh, Lois Carroll's Jabberwocky and ran with it, apparently. Either that or he just decided to not publish it under his own name. Also, if you're watching and you are like, why am I wearing a, a warm shirt in the middle of May? I live in Maine. It's still cold here. 
At least at night. Let's begin. Ufia. When Sporkle span the floriate mead and cogwogs gleed upon the lee, Uthia gopped to meet her love who smeaged upon the equat sea. Daily she walked to gloss the sand, the boreal wind seat in her face, the mogling leaves yelped at her feet, pan waggling was her pace. Sure. That was by Harriet R. White. Spark Troll Derisive The Crankadocks leaned o'er the edge of the moon and wistfully gazed on the sea, where the Grixabodil madly whistled a tune to the air of Tifoldi Dee. The quivering shriek of the Floop the Creek was fitfully wafted afar to the Queen of the Wonks as she powdered her cheek with the pulverized rays of a star. The ghoul closed his ear on the voice of the grig, and his heart it grew heavy as lead. As he marked the baldekin adjusted his wig on the opposite side of his head. And the air it grew chill as the grixabadal raised his drink, gripping his fins to the skies to plead with the plunk to for the use of her bill to pick the tears out of his eyes. The ghost of the Jack fitted by in a trance, and the squid Jim hid under a tub as he heard the loud hooves of the hook in advance with a rub-a-dub-dub-a-dub-dub. And the crankadox cried as he lay down and died, My fate there is none to bewail! while the queen of the wonks drifted over the tide with a long piece of crepe on her tail. That was by James Whitcomb Riley. So if you're watching this and you like my ears, I didn't make this pair. I supported another artist, but I could if you're interested. Or I could just give Blink who did make the Wango Tree. The woggly bird sat on the Wango Tree, nooping the rincum corn, and Graper, and Graper, alas, grew he and cursed the day he was born. I mean, fair. <laughs> the croot and the clum in his voice was rum, and curiously the sang he, a wood I'd been rammed and eternally claimed heir, I perched on this Wango Tree. Now the wango tree had a bubbly thorn as sharp as a nudie's bill, and it stuck in the woogly bird's uptum lorn, and weepage the smart did trill. And I'm probably gonna flub up all of these because they're, they're nonsense words. They coin a lot of words. And these are not words that made it into our general lexicon. He fumbled and cursed, but that wasn't the worst, for he couldn't at all get free. And he cried, I am gammed and ingestibly nammed on the luggardly wango tree. And there he sits still with no worm in his bill, nor no guggledom in his nest. He is hungry and bare and gobbledered with care, and his gravels give him no rest. He is weary and sore, and his tugmud is sore. And nothing to knob has he. 
As he trips, I am blamed and corruptibly jammed. Blammed and corruptibly jammed. In this Cuggerdom Wango tree. Just says 1814. I didn't know a year could be an author. Sing for the garish eye. Sing for the garish eye when moonless brandlings cling. Let the froggering crooner cry and the brattled sapster sing. For never and never again will the tottering beechlings play. For Braddest whackers are singing aloud, and the throngers croon in May. That was by W.S. Gilbert. I got your foot! The cruise of the P.C. Across the swiffling waves they went, the gumly bark yoked to and fro. The couple crew on his pleasure bent, gallered, this is the way to go. Beside the poozle stood the gom. He chirked and murgled in glee, while near him in a gruge upon, the bard was quite at sea. Galop, galoy, thou scrumptious bard, take pen, thy stylo, and a dight a poem. My brain needs curgling hard, and I will feast tonight. That winsome bard, he took his pen, a flurgy look around he gove. He squuffled once, he squirreled, and then he wrote what's writ above. That was by Anonymous. My hand. To Marie. When the breeze from the blue bottle's blustering blim twirls the toads in the turamaloo and the whiskery wine of the wheedlesome whim drowns the roll of the ratatou, then I dream in the shade of the chaligoshi and the voice of the bally Malay brings the smell of stale poppy cods blummered in blee from the whittly wad over the way. Ah, the shuddering shoe and the blinkety blanks when the yungalong falls from the bow. In the blast of a hurricane's hickory hanks on the hills of the hockety howl. Give the rigamo-roll to the clangery wang if they care for such fiddle-dee-dee. But the thumgumbuck kiss the waggery bang keeps the higgledy-piggledy for me. That one didn't even bother to have a name. L'envol. It is Pilly Popoodle and Alagabong when the lollipop covers the ground. Yet the Paul, Di Paul Diddle perishes punkety pung when the heart Jimmy Congles around. If the soul cannot snoop at the gigglesome cart, seeking Circe's and Gluggerty Glug, it is useless to say to the pul pulsating heart, Panky Poodle Kerchuggity Chug. By John Bennett. Ah, oh, you gotta love nonsense. It's hard to say, but it is fun. Lunar stanzas. Night saw the crew like peddlers with their packs sell, though it were too dear to pay for eggs. 
walk crank along the with coffin on with backs while in their arms they bow with their weary legs and yet to was strange and scarce can one suppose that a brown buzzard fly should steal and wear his white jean breeches and black woolen hose but thence that flies have souls is very clear but holy father what shall save the soul when cobblers ask three dollars for their shoe when cooks their biscuits with a shot tower roll and farmers rake their haycocks with their hose yet twere profuse to see for pendant light a teapot dangle in a lady's ear and twere indelicate, although she might, swallow two whales, and yet the moon shine clear. But what to me are woven clouds, or what if dames from spindlers learn to warp their looms? If coal-black ghosts turn soldiers for the state, with wooden eyes and lightning rods for plumes? Oh, too, too shocking, barbaric, or a savage taste, to eat one's mother ere itself was born. Where'd that come from? To gripe the tall town steeple by the waist and scoop it out to be his drinking horn. No more, no more, I'm sick and dead and gone. Boxed in a coffin, stifled six feet deep. Thorns fat and fearless, prick my skin and bone and revel o'er me like a soulless sheep. Henry Cogswell Knight from 1815. He needed help. Nonsense! Oh, that my lungs could bleat like buttered please, but bleeding of my lungs hath caught the itch, and are as man. Apparently, I'm not good at tongue twisters. And this one's not even one. And are as mangy as the Irish seas that offer weary windmills to the rich. I grant that rainbows being lulled asleep snort like a wooden knife in a lady's eyes, which makes her grieve to see a pudding creep, for creeping puddings only please the wise. I must not be wise because a creeping pudding sounds creepy to me. Not that a hard-road herring should presume to swing a tithe pig in a catskin purse for fear the hailstones which did fall at Rome by lensing of the fault should make it worse. For tis most certain winter woolsicks grow from geese to swans, if men could keep them so, till that the sheep shorn planets gave the hint to pickle pancakes in Geneva print. I don't want a pickle pancake. Some men there were that did suppose that sky was made of carbon carbonated anto, antidotes. But my opinion is a whale's left eye need not be coined all King ha Harry Groats. The reason's plain for Sharon's western barge running a tilt at the subjunctive mood beckoned to Bednall Green and gave him charge to fasten padlocks with Antarctic food. The end will be the mill ponds must be laded. 
to fish for white pots in a country dance, so that they that stuffed wrong and were upbraided shall be made friends in a left-handed trance. That person decided to remain anonymous in 1617. The weird the thing about this is that a lot of anonymous authors were women. So, whenever I see that it's anonymous, I'm going to think that it was probably a woman that wrote this little bit of nonsense. Anyways, sonnet found in a deserted madhouse. This'll be fun. Oh, that my soul a marrow bone might seize, for the old egg of my desire is broken. Spilled is the pearly white, and spilled the yolk, and as the mild melancholy contents grease my path, the shorn lamb baws like bumblebees. This was found in a madhouse, but it actually makes more sense than the last one. Time's trashy purses as a taken token, or like a thrilling recitation spoken by mournful mouths filled full of mirth and cheese. And yet, why should I clasp the earthful urn, or find the frittered fig that fell that fast, or choose to chase the cheese around the churn, or swallow any pill from out the past? Ah, no, love, not while your hot kisses burn like a potato riding on the blast. That was also anonymous. The Ocean Wanderer. Yeah, we're just gonna go that. Bright breaks the warrior o'er the ocean wave. Though realms that rove not, clouds that cannot save, sinks in the sunshine, dazzles o'er the tomb, and mocks the mutiny of memory's gloom. Oh, who can feel the crimson ecstasy that soothes with bickering jar the glorious tree? O'er the high rock the foam of gladness throws, while starbeams lull Vesuvius to repose. Girds the white spray, and in the blue lagoon weeps like a walrus o'er the waning moon. Who can declare, not thou, pervading boy whom fabrics pierce not, crystals cannot ploy? Not thou, soft architect of silvery gleams, whose soul would simmer in Hesperian streams. The exhaustless fire, the bosom's azure bliss, the hurdles lifelike o'er a scene like this, defies the distant agony of day, and sweeps o'er hecatombs away, away. Say shall destruction's lava load the gale, the furnace quiver and the mountain quail, Say, shall the son of sympathy pretend his cedar fragrance with our chiefs to blend? There where the gnarled monuments of sand howl, their dark whirlwinds to the leaven brand. Conclusive tenderness, fraternal grog, tidy conjunction, adamantian bog, impetuous errant toadstool, thundering quince, repentant dog star, inessential prince, expound. Pre-adamant, eventful gun, crush retribution, current jelly pun. Oh, eligible darkness, fender sting, heaven-born insanity, courageous thing. Intending, bending, scouring, piercing all, death like a 
Pomatom, tea and crabs must fall. That was also anonymous. She's all my fancy painted him. She's all my fancy painted him. I make no idle boast. If he or you had lost a limb, which would have suffered most? He said that you had been to her and seen me here before, but in another character, she was the same of yore. There was not one that spoke to us of all that thronged the street. So he sadly got into a bus and pattered with his feet. They told me you had been to her and mentioned me to him. She gave me a good character, but said I could not swim. He sent them word I had not gone. We know it to be true. If she should push the matter on, what would become of you? I gave her one. They gave him two. You gave us three or more. They all returned from him to you, though they were mine before. If I or she should chance to be involved in this affair, he trusts to you to set them free, exactly as we were. My notion was that you had been, before she had this fit, an obstacle that came between him and ourselves and it. Don't let him know she liked them best, for this must ever be a secret, kept from all the rest between yourself and me. Lewis Carroll. Are we surprised? I could actually read it. My recollectus thoughts. My recollectus thoughts are those which I remember yet, and bearing on, as you'd suppose, the things I don't forget. But my resemblous thoughts are less alike than they should be, a state of things, as you'll confess, very seldom see. And yet the... Mostest thought I love is what no one believes, that I'm the sole survivor of the famous 40 Thieves. Charles E. Carey. Father William. You are old, Father William, the young man said, and your nose has a look of surprise. Your eyes have turned round to the back of your head, and you live under upon cucumber pies. I know it, I know it, the old man replied, and it comes from employing a quack, who said if I laughed when the crocodile died, I should never have pains in my back. You are old, Father William, the young man said, and your legs always get in your way. You use too much mortar in mixing your bread, and you try to drink Timothy hay. Very true, very true, said the wretched old man. Every word that you tell me is true, and it's caused by my having my kerosene can painted red where it ought to be blue. You are old, Father William, said the young man, and your teeth are beginning to freeze. Your favorite daughter has wheels in her head, and the chickens are eating your knees. You're right, said the old man. I cannot deny that my troubles are many and great. But I'll butter my ears on the 4th of July, and then I'll be able to skate. That one was fun. And by Anonymous. In the gloaming. The twilight twirls in the vernal veil in 
Abdumbration of Azure All. That I'm gonna have trouble with this one, I know it already. And I listlessly list in my swallow tail to the limpet licking his limber jaw. And it's Oh, for the sound of the daffodil, for the dry distillings of prawn and prout, when hope hops high and a heather hill is a dear delight and a darksome doubt. The snag swap sits in the booski bray and sings in the grumpet in accents sweet. The gibwink hasn't a word to say, but pensively smiles at the fairest kawit. And it's over oh, the jungles of Barabul. For the jingling jungles to jangle in With a moony maze of mulatto mull And a protoplasm for the next of kin Oh, sweet is the note of the Chagrin shard and mellow the mew of the mastodon When the subliferous summonard Is scenting the shadows of its set of sun And it's over oh, the timorous tamarind in the murky meadows of Marabou, for the suave Sirocco of Sazerkin, and the Pimpernel pellets of Penjapu. James C. Bales. Ballad of Bedlam. Oh, lady, wake! The azure moon is ripping in the verdant skies. The owl is warbling its soft tune, awaiting but thy snowy eyes. The joys of future years are past, tomorrow's hopes have fled away. Still let us love, and in that last, we shall be happy yesterday. The early beam of rosy night drives off the ebon morn afar, while though the murmur of the light, the huntsman winds his mad guitar. Then, lady, wake, my brigantine pants, nays and prances to be free. My brigantine pants, nays and prances to be free, till the creation I am thine, to some rich desert fly with me. Punch. Oh, sorry. Said by, written by Punch? As in, like, Punch and Julie? Which was terrible in its own time. To sweet the Rome. To sweet to Rome when morning's light resounds across the deep. And the crystal song of the wood brine bright hushes the rocks to sleep. And the blood red moon in the blaze of noon is bathed in a crumbling dew. And the wolf rings out with a glittering shout to wit, to whoop, to woo. That one was by Anonymous. Hymn to the Sunrise. The dreamy crags with raucous voices croon across the Zephyr's heliotrope career. I sit contentedly upon the moon and watch the sunlight trickle round the sphere. The shiny trill of jagged feathered rocks I hear with glee is swift I fly away. Over waves of subtle woolly flocks crashes the breaking day. Also anonymous. I feel like a lot of these are going to be anonymous. The moon is up. The moon is up, the moon is up, the larks begin to fly, and like a drowsy buttercup, dark Phoebeus skims the sky. The elephant, with cheerful voice, sings playfully on the spray. The bats and beetles all rejoice, then let me too be gay. I would, I were a porcupine, and wore a peacock's tail. Tomorrow, if the moon but shine, perchance I'll be a whale. Then let me, like the cauliflower, be merry while I may, 
and ere there come a sunny hour to cloud my heart, be gay. Also anonymous. You know what? Let's just assume they're anonymous unless I state otherwise. Uprising, see the fitful lark. Uprising, see the fitful lark unfold his pinion to the stream. The pensive watchdog's mellow bark or shadows yon cottage like a dream. The playful duck and wandering bee hop gaily on from tree to tree. How calmly could my spirit rest beneath yon primrose bell so blue and watch those airy oxen dressed in every hint of purling hue. As on they hurl the gladsome plow while fairy zephyrs deck each brow. Like to the thundering tone. Like to the thundering tone of unspoke speeches, or like a lobster clad in logic breeches, or like the gray fur of a crimson cat, or like the moon calf on a slipshod hat. Even he, even such is he who never was begotten until his children were both dead and rotten. Like to the fiery tombstone of a cabbage, or like a crab louse with its baggage, bag and baggage, or like the four-square circle of a ring, or like a hey-ding, ding-a-ding-ding. E'en such is he who spake, yet, and yet no doubt spake to small purpose when his tongue was out. Like to a fair, fresh-fading, withered rose, or like a, to rhyming verse that runs in prose. Or like the stumbles of a tinderbox, or like a man that sounds yet sickness mocks. In such as he who died and yet did laugh to see these lines writ for his epitaph. Bishop Corbet in the 17th century. I really should have my glasses on. My dream. I dreamed a dream next Tuesday week beneath the apple trees. I thought my eyes were big pork pies and my nose was Stilton cheese. The clock struck twenty minutes to six when a frog sat on my knee. I asked him to lend me eighteen pence, but he borrowed a shilling of me. My home. My home is on the rolling deep. I spend time of feeding sheep. And when the waves on high are running, I take my gun and go a-gunning. I shoot wild ducks down deep snake holes and drink gin sling from two quart bowls. Alright. In immemorial. We seek to know and knowing seek. We seek we know and every sense is trembling with the great intents and vibrating to what we speak. We ask too much, we seek too oft. We know enough and should know more. And yet we skim through fancy's lore and look to earth and not aloft. Oh, see whose ancient ripples lie on red-ribbed sands where seaweeds shone. Oh, moon whose golden sickle's gone. Oh, voices all like you I die. Cuthbert Betty. Feed Betty. The Higher Pantheism in a Nutshell. One who is not we see, but one whom we see not is. Surely this is not that, but that is assuredly this. What and wherefore and whence for under is over and under and thunder could not could be without lightning, lightning could be without thunder. Doubt is 
faith in the main, but faith on the whole is doubt. We cannot believe by proof, but could we believe without? Why and whither and how, for barley and rye are not clover? Neither are straight lines curves, yet over is under and over. One and two are not one, but one and nothing is two. Truth is hardly be false. Truth can hardly be false if falsehood cannot be true. Parallels are thing. Parallels all things are, yet many of these are askew. You are certainly I, but certainly I am not you. One whom we see is, and one who is not we see. Fiddle we know is diddle and D, we take it as is D. A C Swinburne. Darwin Power to in thine elbow, thou newest of sciences. All the old landmarks are ripe for decay, wars are but shadows, and so are alliances. Darwin the Great is the man of the day. All other ologies want an apology, bread's a mistake, science offers a stone. Nothing is true but anthrobiology. Darwin the Great understands it alone. Mighty and great evolutionist teacher is, licking morphology clean into shape. Lord, what an ape the professor or preacher is, ever to doubt his descent from an ape. Man's an anthropoid. He cannot help that, you know. First to uh, ev evoluted from Pongus of old, he's but a branch of the Caterine cat. You know, monkey, I mean. That's an ape with a cold. Fast dying out are men's later appearances. Cataclysmic geology's gone. Now of creation completed the clearances. Darwin alone you must anchor upon. Primitive life organisms were chemical, bursting spontaneous under the sea. Purely subquacious, panaquad medical, was the original crystal of me. I'm the apostle of mighty Darwinity, stands for divinity, sounds much the same. Apo the istico pan asynthetici, only one doubt whence the lot of us came. Down on your knees, superstition and flunctum. Won't you accept such plain doctrines instead? What is so simple as primitive monkeydom, born in the sea with a cold in his head? Herman Merivale. It doesn't say Merville. It says Merville. Is that an alternate spelling? But as a biology major, that makes me so happy. I actually really like that one. Song of the Screw. A moving form or rigid mass under whatever conditions along, successive screws must pass between each two positions. Oh, this one's not rhyming. It turns around and slides along. This is the burden of my song. The pitch of screw, if multiplied by angle of rotation, will give the distance it must glide in motion of translation. Oh no, it is supposed to be rhyming. I must have screwed up the first paragraph. Stanza. Infinite pitch means pure translation and zero pitch means pure rotation. Two motions on two given screws with 
amplitudes at pleasure into a third screw motion fuse, whose amplitude we measure by parallelogram construction, a very obvious deduction. Its axis cuts the nodal line, which to both screws is normal, the, and generates a form divine whose name in language formal is surface ruled of third degree. Cylindroid is the name for me. Rotation round is given line is like a force along. If to say couple you incline, you're clearly in the wrong. Just obvious upon reflection, a line is not a mere direction. So couples with translations too in all respects agree. And thus there centers in the screw a wondrous harmony of kinematics and statics, the sweetest thing in mathematics. The forces on one given screw with motion on a second, in general some work will do whose magnitude is reckoned by angle, force, and what we call the coefficient virtual. Rotation now to force convert and force into rotation, unchange the work we can assert in spite of transformation. And if two screws no work can claim, Reciprocal will be their name. Five numbers will a screw define a screwing motion. Six, four will be the ax will give the axial line. One more the pitch will fix. Hence we always can contrive one screw reciprocal to five. Screws two, three, four, five combined. No questions here of six. Yield other screws which are confined within one screw complex. Thus we obtain the clearest notion of freedom and constraint of motion. In complex three, three several screws at every point you find, or if you one direction choose, one screw is to your mind, and complexes of the order three. Their own reciprocals may be. In four, wherever you arrive, you find the screws and cone on every line in complex V, or complex five, sorry. There is precisely one at each point of this complex rich, a plane of screws have given pitch. But time would fail me to discourse of order and degree, of impulse, energy, and force, and reciprocity. All these and more for motion small have been discussed by Dr. Ball. That's by Anonymous. And like... The last two haven't really been nonsense if you know science. I know that's mathematics, but it's actually physics, technically. And, you know, that's applied math in a, you know, scientific way. Not that I was super great in physics, but I understood it well enough. One more. Moorlands of the Knot. Across the moorlands of the Knot, we chase the gruesome wen and hunt the itness of the what through forests of the then. Into the inner consciousness, we track the crafty ware. We spear the ego through and beard the selfhood in his lair. With lassos of the brain, we catch the isness of the was. And in the copses of the whence, we hear, we think, yeah, we hear the think of bees buzz. We climb the slippery witch-bark tree to watch the thusness roll and pause betimes in Gnostic rhymes to woo the oversoul. Anonymous. 
Alright. I'll leave you there. Uh, for today. Thank you very much for listening. And I have some typical business. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe, rate, review, wherever you're seeing or listening to this. It's much appreciated. Share it with a friend. Get my voice and antics out there. If you liked it, that would be appreciated. Do, 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 do. And I do take constructive criticism. If you have something I can improve upon, please let me know. For now, it's you got what you got because I'm recording this on a phone and in my bedroom. <laughs> but the more people who uh, listen and watch, maybe I can improve that. Anyways, last time I bumbled over all of the places you can find me, so I'm reading it this time. You can reach out to me via email at talkspod at gmail.com. I will try to remember to put that in the description. Phonetically, that is Tango Oscar Charlie Sierra Paris Oscar Delta at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook at Tangents on Crack Spines Book Club. Also, YouTube if you're not already subscribed. Same thing, Tangents on Crack Spines. You can leave a message with anchor.fm forward slash message. Wow. Forward slash tensions on crack spines forward slash message. And if you want to reach out to me on my social medias, I'm at FrankieCore92. Anyways, uh, all of those places will tell you when to vote for the next book. I try to do an average of about 13 episodes per book. Um, like when we get to Dracula, that one's going to take a lot longer, but anthologies like this or, you know, the collection of E.A. Poe and H.P. Lovecraft, those I can break up into different sections for you to vote upon. Like I just did. There's only so many Elder Carters we can take into place. And if you want to support me, you can do that via, um, I think it's now called Spotify for Podcasters. And you can also go to my link tree. I'll put that below. It's linktree forward slash FrankieCore92. Or you can visit my uh, personal shop. It also has Tox merch. Uh, one of these days for the YouTube video, I will wear the Tox merch because I actually really like them. They're just in the wash right now. Oh. That's Mama Shaw, as in cat, because my mom has Mama Cat. Uh, Mama Shaw, M A M A C H A T, designs. I will also try to remember to link that in the description. Thank you all again for listening, especially if you made it this far. And if you did make it this far, I'm going to get bit. Here was my little companion. Ow! Oh, you love me.
make it this far, you get a cat!